welcome to another exciting episode of Bevelations. Welcome back. I know I'm a terrible person and we've been gone for longer than I said I would. But you know what? I've been a lady traveling abroad on this. I've been an intercontinental lady and I just couldn't pull it together before. I left on my trip to London, so if you follow me on social media, you'll know that I was in London last week on a well-deserved, in my opinion, vacation. I've left Beverly at home. I'm spot. I'm sporting a almost two-week-long beard right now. The last time I had a beard this large, I took her to prom, and her name was Mandy. But um, bum oh. So, anyways, welcome back. I did record a podcast as soon as I possibly could. Um, with a lovely lady we have coming to you in this episode, our current reigning Philadelphia's next drag superstar, Miss Elanius, who I've been wanting to get onto the podcast as quickly as I could before she becomes a horrible has-been. But no, it is a fun episode, and uh, we do talk a lot about her experiences as a relatively new drag queen who's making her name in this community, a very crowded community, but she is carving out her own niche and is it a fun um, conversation with her and uh, we talk a little bit at the end of it about one of my experiences in London but yes I went to uh, my first time out of the country last week on a little uh, trip to London with my very good friend my best friend Jeremiah we went to London we had a little girls trip we saw all the sights, we drank all the drinks, we went to all the bars, and it was fun. And sometimes you just have to take time for yourself and put your own well-being ahead of everything else. And I spent more money than I'd care to say, but it was an experience of a lifetime and uh, one that I will always have fond memories of. So I apologize to the crowd that messaged me, "We we don't have an episode this week. Well, you know what, bitch? wait hold your horses good things come to those who wait and this is a very good episode coming forward so yes um before we get to the episode i do want to just plug some stuff this saturday the 22nd at taboo we have my last show at the old taboo it is our real housewives of bev's bitch fest show it is the return of a a a sellout show last time uh for all of you bravo fanatics listening to this who love the real housewives we have a brand new show with brand new characters brand new numbers based on your favorite real housewives from all of the bravo franchises represented with um our fabulous cast from last time uh nevea shea aurora horialis vinchel sutton fierce And uh, Maria Topcat and myself giving you your favorite Real Housewives. That is going to be fun. If you're a Harry Potter fan, we do have, um, I do have two shows with Miss Astala Vista this weekend at Landmark. Drag Me to Landmark is Harry Potter themed just in time for fall and for Halloween. Uh, Friday night show is completely sold out, but there are, as of right now, still tickets available for the Saturday night early evening show. I will be doing double, triple duty on Saturday doing uh, brunch and then uh, running out to Jersey to do that and then being back just in time to start the Bitch Fest Housewives show. So come out for that. And as always on Thursdays, I am doing my uh, dueling drag show at Toasted Walnut, which is our weekly 
uh, hour-long drag competition show where the audience chooses the winner. Uh, I have a different guest each and every week. This week I have a new queen that I hope to see good things from her. Maybe she will be an upcoming guest, but her name is Fiarla. She won Amateur Drag Night at Latage and Amateur Drag Attack at Taboo in the same month. And she, I believe, was the second or third place uh, contestant for my Miss Box Wine pageant. She's a new queen, but she's got great ideas and great execution. And I'm excited to see what she has in the future. And she'll be my guest this week. So if you're looking for something fun and for free to do this Thursday, come on out to Toasted Walnut. And thank you very, very, very much to those who have sent me uh, money on Venmo. I did mention in my last episode that you can find me on Venmo. Uh, at Bev Philly Drag. This is a podcast that I do for fun and for free just to put content out there and give you a peek behind the the man behind the curtain, the men behind the curtain, the ladies behind the curtain who um, work for you in this town. And I wanted to give them a... Um, a shout out so thank you extremely to those who have um given me uh some tips so far on the venmo shout out to sunny tawari thank you so much my dear for your contribution who else i'm pulling up my daryline daryline Irwin, all the way in delaware uh well, bitch what was your name S- something harlow satine harlow's bastard drag daughter gave me uh some money justin davis thank you so much it says no shout out needed but you know what bitch you are getting a shout out thank you all for contributing to uh just giving a little tip for the podcast and if you would like to do so listening to this you can do so on my venmo at bev philly drag so i've talked long enough Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, this interview with the current reigning Phillies next drag superstar, Miss Elanius. Today we are joined by Miss Elanius. Miscellaneous is your current reigning Drag Wars champion and Pennsport's queerest queen, excluding the mummers, of course. She is known for her outlandish looks, headpieces, conceptual numbers, and general craftiness. When not performing in a club, you can catch her working on stage and behind the scenes in theater and television. Welcome, Miscellaneous. Hi. Hello. Hi, ma'am. Hi, ma'am. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. We're both enjoying a lovely glass mm. of Pinot Grigio. Welcome to my... Freshly cooled down apartment. I was yes. just telling her that we've had some air conditioning issues uh, over the last few days, but mm-hmm. it's finally knock on wood, knock on wood in this very high tech sound booth. Um, it's particle board. That's <laughs> not wood. How dare you? It's the best that Target had to offer. So welcome, welcome to my home. Welcome, I love it. I like our audience here. Yes. Oh yeah. The dog will. She's deaf. She won't. Won't even oh. wake up probably. <laughs> She's as in, she's as uh, thrilled by you as most of your audiences are. So. Oh yeah, very yeah. like asleep. So, yeah. <laughs> so, as you said at the beginning of your bio, yes, you are our current reigning Philadelphia's next drag superstar. I am. Is it everything you'd hoped it would be and more? I think so. It was. Um, <laughs> I think so. I think so. That's the reaction we um, want. You know, the last time I last person I asked that to was um, Zafira, and she was like, "Oh, I guess." 
Okay. It's like yes. it's it's <laughs> right now it's like figuring out what like yeah. my responsibilities or what my expectations are. Right. Um Well you're you're kind of lucky because she's doing a um we're recording this like the night before it will be released. <laughs> um you you're um She's doing the All-Stars cycle now, so yes. at least we're not going, like, sometimes they've gone, like, boom, 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 one right after the yeah. other, and the winner gets, like, two months, and then there's somebody else. Yeah. So at least you're getting, like, a little bit of breathing room to enjoy it. Yeah. And we'll, you're, we'll talk about, like, because you, you're an amazing costumer, and we'll talk about that, but I loved your look from this past Saturday, your, your Ben Franklin. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I um, homage. I think that's just part of what I'm doing with my reign right now is I'm just trying to, um, since we have All-Stars that happen so quickly. Do you perform at every All-Stars? I do like a, I do like a mini performance. It's like an extended runway essentially. So that's, that's what my plan. you get to do. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't been able to go to any of the All-Stars. Yeah. But anyways, as we normally do with these podcasts, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Where are you from? So originally I'm from, um... Harleysville, Pennsylvania. Where the fuck is that? So it's like North Montgomery County. Um, I went to give Sa- us give us landmarks. <laughs> um, oh God. Uh, well, there's that cornfield at perfect, the end of the road. Perfect. Um, I guess the nearest big town would be um, Souderton. That's uh, the school district I went to. How far, like time wise, is that from from where we are now? Probably like forty five minutes to an oh, okay. hour. That's not that bad. Um, yeah. Lansdale's like twenty. Five minutes oh, okay. away from us, so so like out seventy six, kind of a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like it's like north north Montgomery County, just like going on to almost in Bucks. Okay. So and uh, where'd you go to school? Um, so I went to I went to the illustrious uh, Montgomery County Community College for environmental science. <laughs> environmental science. Ooh, yeah, I used to be a um, I used to be a huge environmentalist. Um, in high school, we had a program called the Save Program, and it was uh, one of the leading environmental uh, school groups in the country. So you've always been a tree hugging hippie. Perfect. Uh, exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now I just smoke them. So whatever. <laughs> well, you said can, it. Can we talk about drugs? I don't here? give a okay. fuck. Okay. I don't drugs. Care. I mean, I don't do them myself, but I have. I did uh, drink my way through England last week, so oh. that's fine. Um, I just stuck a Molly in my in my butt right now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> did you really? No. Oh. I'm like, am I, do you need to premedicate that much to be in my presence? Damn. Just wait 30 minutes. We'll see where this podcast <laughs> takes us. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what brought you to Philadelphia? Um, well, I was interning at the Arden Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I work currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a props intern there for a season. And then, um, you know, I had just had a lot of things going on in my life. And I was like, you know what? I just need to, like, escape, make a change. And mm-hmm. so I just, like, leapt in with both feet and mm-hmm. um, just, like, up and moved here one day. And how long like, ago was that? I think it's been almost almost three years now. It's okay. probably, like, two and a half right and how now. How old are you? Uh, 26. Just turned 26. Fucking children. You're all fucking children. I know. I swear to God. Um, that's fun. And so, um, are you, you're still at the Arden? I am, yeah. Um, right now, uh, I'm doing some work on Once, the musical. Okay. Um, so that's going well. Um, I think they open in a week or two. So go check it out if you're in old So have you always been, like, because you said you went to school for environmental science, but have you always been, like, artsy and creative and stuff? Yeah, I I started doing theater when I was, um, I think, five or six. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I used to do uh, a church production. What, what roles? What roles did she play? Uh, well, I once played a rock and a tree in an all-white production of Once on This Island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that a true story? <laughs> it is a true story, actually. Perfect. But I was T Moon's tree, so I was like a featured tree. Um, <laughs> I love, I love when theater companies do like, they they choose traditionally all black musicals and then do like, an all white cast save for like one person. Yeah. Like I in Baltimore there was like this notorious production <laughs> where like they had one white girl that I mean one black girl that was like a perfect, um, Laurel. In Dream Girls, mm. <laughs> so that like like okay so like pretty much everyone else was either. Of some, it was basically like if you're darker than khaki, then you're perfect. Then then you're gonna be in Dreamgirls, but it was still a very <laughs> Caucasian cast. And Sick. it's like there's so many like Laurel gets one good song. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to do a production around around her. Yeah. So um, I did that. I I was in Hello Dolly twice. Once that was my first musical, and then I was Cornelius Hackle. Mm-hmm. Um, Is she a dancer? Uh, I can move a little bit, you yeah. know. Um, it's been a long time since I've done a really dancey show. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple things I've been in, I did um, Rent. I was Mark in Rent. Um, cool. I played the twinkiest Rocky ever in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> um, yeah, and just like I've done a lot of like I've done a lot of just other plays and stuff like that. Right. So. so now you're still like how you've been doing drag now for, I think it's been like six months. Now. Okay. So still less than a year. Mm-hmm. She took the, the, the stage by storm, but, um, so let's talk about that then. Like, so sure. myself included, I think like theater transitions its way into drag yes. easily. Is yes. that how that kind of happened for you? Yeah. So basically like, I guess here's my story. I guess I'll give you like the full story. Is mm-hmm. that like when I, when I first came out I think drag was very weird to me and I was Mm -hmm. like why would anybody ever want to dress up as a woman and who finds that interesting and blah 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 Mm -hmm. Um, and then like over the years I realized I was like actually this is like very theatrical it's Mm -hmm. like you know costumes makeup props like all the things I I do do, Um, and then it was I think two talk closer to the mic Mary Uh, uh, it was like two falls ago (laughs) um I was working at the Arden, and they did a show called um, The Legend of Georgia McBride. Okay. And it was a, a drag show, and it... Um, was Martha in that? Yeah, Martha Graham okay, Cracker was the, uh, was the headliner. And she, um, she's kind of my fairy drag mother. She's yeah. the one that kind of, like, sprinkled the dust before. on me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did that show eight shows a week for three months, almost. And it was just, like, it was so much fun, and I... It was during that time that I was like, you know what? I think this is something I want to try to do or at least explore. Mm -hmm. And then so for the next year or so, I kind of just was like sketching things and coming up with ideas for numbers and Mm -hmm. yada, yada. Never did too, too much with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then towards the end of last year, I was just in a very weird place and I just needed to like get up and get out and do things. Um, Did I just do a sweet charity reference? Um, (laughs) I think I did. Um, Get up, get up, and do it! it. (laughs) Um, So... Come on, theater fans. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, So then at the beginning of this year... (laughs) So then at the beginning of this year, um, I was like, you know what? I just need to, like, fucking go out and try it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have nothing else to lose. Like, I'm just going to... 
explore it. And so the auditions for um, Drag Wars Drag came Wars. on. Mm-hmm. Came on. I made like a, a video in my basement, like performing. That's right. Y'all have to yeah. do videos mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, <laughs> to send my high tech video in. Oh. Um, and I got on, and then I guess like the rest was. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. But, um, okay, so... Well, I lost my train of thought. So now, I'm, I was trying to recall, I believe the first time I met you was at the Beauty Ball yes. last year, correct? Yes. And you were wearing, like, that white and blue outfit. Yes, that was my uh, my candy man outfit, yes. which I wore to Because I was like, you had some friend that was with you yeah. who kept, like... Bri- like, Because for those who are unfamiliar, the Beauty Ball is a charity that myself and my friend Ryan Wierowski, who hopefully will be a guest as we get closer to this year's um, Beauty Ball, inherited from um, a few other gays who no longer live in Philadelphia. And it's an annual charity event mm-hmm. that benefits a local LGBT charity. And it's a chance. It's called an amateur drag ball. And it's a chance for like every faggot who's wanted to put on heels yes. and go out in a wig. Like you get dressed up, you have a drag queen paint your face and you go out and dance at Voyeur for or Woody's. Um, for a couple hours until your feet hurt. And yep. that's my favorite part of the evening is when the boys who've bought their highest heels on Amazon get like two hours into the night and they either have yep. them in their hands <laughs> or they're walking around bow-legged, yes. unable to walk. I'm like, welcome to my world, bitch. <laughs> but um, the, the um, there's a, a and, it's, and it's metamorphosized from what it was when the first beauty ball I attended years ago, but there's the Miss Beauty Ball competition yes. where... Um, Every, you sign up, and each girl gets, like, 30 to 45 seconds. It's, like, drag suicide mm-hmm. or, like, that's what we call it. But it's, like, the DJ just chooses 30 seconds of a song. Oh, you have boy. your boy, 30 I seconds remember. to work. <laughs> well, I'm telling the crowd that wouldn't, yeah. shouldn't, that, that, that may not know. Um, and then at the uh, end, the audience chooses, or the judges choose. I think we have judges, uh, but usually it's up to the audience. Yeah. To, to choose a winner. And it's like this nonsense, like arbitrary thing. And, um, but like over the last few years, it's gotten very serious. Mm-hmm. And like girls want like to like choose their own songs and submit their own numbers. And I'm like, this is not how this works. But like you had a very aggressive friend who was like, here's $20. My friend needs to be in the contest. Here's oh, 20 yeah. more dollars. My friends, I'm like, girl, you are not bribing me. This is a charity event and there is a list yes. and I will make sure that your friend is on the list and that's about as yeah. far as I can go. Yeah. I, 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 you just re- you just reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even recall who that, that person could walk up to the sh- on the street tomorrow and punch me in the face. I wouldn't remember who he was. But I just remember and then you, I didn't even know that that was you, and I didn't put yeah. two and two together that that was you during Drag Wars until like you wore that outfit again. I'm like, wait yeah. a fucking second, that's the bitch that like had the had the uh, very rich, very forceful friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, so yeah, so that was the first time I recall. Was that your first time like being out in Philly in drag? It was. Yeah. So I made um, I made a dress for Halloween. Which I eventually, I think I wore to the second week of Drag Wars. It was like a, a skin dress. So I wore that, but I wasn't really in that drag. That skin dress that you used for um, Silence of the Lambs yes. you had made before that? I did, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, bitch. And it just so happened that I could use it for that. So I was like, oh. you know, okay. you never know when you're going to need a skin that dress, so people. Impressive. That was one of the ones I was going to, because later on I talked about like some of the looks that you did. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so um, that was my first time ever, like, uh, my drag mother, she became my drag mother, Ebola Dix. 
Um, she painted <laughs> may, me. May she rest in peace. May I don't know. The way, I don't <laughs> know. Is she still seen. alive? Oh no, she's around. Yeah. I just don't know that she's been Ebola in a very long no, time. But yeah, no, she hasn't. Um, but yeah, she did my makeup, and I made that outfit like a week or two before, and then I was just like, I went out, I felt my on oats. Halloween. Oh no, no, that one I made. Oh, we're going back to Halloween. Um, so yeah, I made that just to make it. Um, I went out in it, but I wasn't really in drag. Oh, you really in drag. I didn't know how to do makeup at that point. I threw on some like black eyeshadow, like oh, under my okay. eyes, like ooh, I'm spooky. Was it like a just like a gen, like were you being a character or just like it's Halloween? I have a dress made out of skin. Yeah, I was like going for like <laughs> skin dress meets like Gone with the Wind, like. Scarlett I just want to point out, like I yeah. love that. That's like okay. So not to make it again all about me, but I love that there are. There are so, so many times with baby queens, it's, I want to look fierce and fishy and I'm going to do this and nothing else matters. And you go out on stage yeah. and you've spent all of your time on your face. You're wearing an outfit either from Amazon or Easy Pickens mm -hmm. and you don't know how to perform and you don't know how to walk in heels. And like me personally, like I started out, like my, my focus was on the performance and everything else was kind of secondary. Yeah. I love that you were like, I'm a costumer. I'm going to make this ridiculous skin dress yep. <laughs> and I'm just going to wear it and I don't give a fuck about yeah. Else. Like so. normally most drag queens like the sewing and the construction comes much further into the life of 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 the the queen. Yeah. Uh, so you're very fortunate that you have that like from the very beginning. Yeah. And then so then Ebola painted you for for beauty, beauty ball. ball. Okay. Um, I so I had she painted me for beauty ball. I uh, made that outfit, um, and then I went out. I did the I did the little competition thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even remember what songs they I gave me. I yeah, I didn't know the words to them. Uh, I still don't know the words to half my numbers. It's fine. Well, at um, least you're consistent. Yeah, consistently terrible. And um, and after I did that, I just you know I was feeling my oats that whole night, and I was like, you know what? I think I need to like do this. So that's right. so that's what eventually launched me into drag. Did wars. you do anything in between drag wars in there? Like any like any of the amateur drag nights or drag nope. arena or anything? Nope. Really? Yeah. No. Um, opening night of drag wars was my first time that I had ever performed uh, a number. Oh like, my god. I had no... Because I, like I, I will say I, I kick myself for not... I don't even think I raised my I don't honestly. I don't recall if you I, didn't. No, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> but were you later in the? Were you later in the evening? I was like three. I was probably like three or four away with, from the with, end. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Like we shoot our loads really early in that, and then it's mm -hmm. like, oh shit! I've only got one more girl left, and there's yeah. still half the fucking cast. And yeah. then like, yeah, I was like, oh, who the fuck is this bitch? What was your opening audition number? My uh, opening audition number, I did um, a blend. I did a mix of Lollipop by the Cordettes and um, Candyman by Christina Aguilera. And you were wearing Aguilar. that candy outfit? And I was wearing the candy outfit, and I had made a giant, like, lollipop okay. that I was using as, like, a baton okay. prop thing. Okay. okay. I had, like, a feathered wig on. And you wound up on Vinchelle's team, right? Vinchelle, yeah. Okay. She right. flipped her wig for me, she and... Did anyone else? No. No? No. I think because at, at, at that point in the evening, everyone was like, you know what, I'm just well, like Well, also, waiting. we had no, you, there were a lot of girls this past cycle that we had never really encountered before. Yeah. So, like, I had only seen your um, promo photo with the green wig, which was fierce, but I was just yeah. like, who is this kooky baby queen that I'd never seen before? So. Yeah. So then talk us through Drag Wars. So you quickly kind of established yourself as 
in my opinion, the one to beat. Like yes. you were, you and two, one to two other people were yes. like the ones that were most consistent. Um, talk us through some of your favorite looks or performances. I think the first like week, week after audition week, um, that's when I did my red balloons number. Um, that was the one where I had like the mushroom cloud oh, headpiece, yes. and there were like balloons falling from these the ceiling. These are all photos of all these looks that we're, we're, we're talking about are available on your Instagram yes. at it's underscore miss underscore Elanius. There you go, Elaine, like the name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, that is probably one of the best performances I ever did. So, like, second time ever. In what drag, was the challenge think, that week? It was a natural disaster. Okay. That's so. Um, and that was, so we they had... All blend, they all blend together in my, yeah. in my alcohol-soaked memory. Oh, yeah. So that was like, auditions were on a Saturday. That's right. Yeah. And then we were supposed to have Natural Disaster Week on Wednesday, but then oh, we got snowed out. Oh, that's right. This past summer, this past cycle was like the cycle of yeah. like three weeks Snow. getting snowed yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, when they canceled, we had a whole, a whole extra week, so I redid my entire mix. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make an atomic bomb and fill it with balloons that's and blah, right. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really took that extra time to do it. And that's one of my best numbers, and I've only ever done it that one time um, because not a lot of venues can really support the, the theatricality of that. Well, and um, it's a very specific yeah. thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, so she, for those like who haven't seen it, like she made the, the thing that I recall so much is the wig that was in the shape of a mushroom cloud. Was mm-hmm. that hair or was that? So I made it out of a uh, chicken wire and then I wrapped it in, um, like bunting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, um, like cotton batting, or batting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bunting. I said bunting, bunting. batting, batting <laughs> <laughs> Emma Bunton. It's made from her skin, baby spice. Um, and then I recall the, you, she brought back the fucking Transformers week where y'all uh, had to yeah. like transform out of, and you were like the train from Harry Potter. Yeah, it was the Hogwarts Express, and then I transformed into the Trolley Witch, and then from the Trolley Witch, I ripped off my trolley outfit, and I was in like a beautiful high glam like gown. With you know, a, just something you know, simple that a, that a queen who's only performed three times yeah. in her life would I, put yeah. together. <laughs> was, that was the week where like. I, I had been doing very, very well up until that week. And I was, like, in the basement of the Arden cutting out pieces for my train outfit, like, sobbing into my into my outfit because I was so stressed and so, like, freaked out. And Why? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a very, like... Perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist, and right. I hold myself to a high standard. And, right. um, you know, some people, when they win something, they get a big head, and they're like, oh, I'm awesome, I'm this and that. I have the opposite. When I win something, I'm like, oh, Bitch, fuck. I, I saw some texts throughout the competition I, I mean, where you were like, they're trying to dethrone me, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> no, that don't was, act like it. It's fine. It's fine to drink your own Kool-Aid yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You but, just don't want to turn to a monster. Yeah. No, it's one of those things that it was like for me during the competition, it was like, so like with things like that, that was me trying to convince myself mm-hmm. that I was like doing good because I... I was always, even after I won, I was like, well, next week is the one I'm going to fuck up and go home. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just like a mentality that I had the whole competition that I was like fighting. Right. Um, and so by the time we got to Transformers week, which was like week five, um, I think I'd won three and I was in the top for the other ones. And so I was like, my luck is running out soon. Like, right. And so that's why I was so stressed and I was like freaking right. out. I had called Petty like on the phone like twice that week and 
we, he and I were just like sobbing <laughs> like and crying yeah. to each other and like yeah. it was terrible. But, I mean that <laughs> also shows that you actually were like you cared about it and you wanted yeah. to put effort into it too because for us it's frustrating that like we uh, like for me personally this past cycle I had three team members just drop out yep. and it's like I wasted my time and energy in the beginning like trying to do everything because I am I pride myself on being hands-on as yep. a mentor and most of the girls on my team can agree with that whether you like me or not that I am the one who like is very like what can I do for you let me know what you're doing let me listen to your mixes let me give give you my feedback ahead of time and like that was one of the things especially when I was pissed off when you were doing so well I had wasted Two spots on girls that dropped out of the competition, yeah. one of whom had approached me ahead of time to make sure that that I would, like, choose her because she was considered a front runner at that time. And mm. then she moved away or was going to be moving away, like, a week into it. And I was like, yeah. our – whose name I won't, I won't uh, say. Oh, I know you're talking but about. But she – Likes to, per- she has once earned $91. And um, <laughs> I was just thinking about that today, actually. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Because there are queens that actually give a fuck about it, myself included. And like, yeah, you may not, you may not win every week, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. Like, and for you, like I will say, and I had to, I had to say this to Anita Manhattan when she was on my team for my cycle, like the same, if the same person wins every single week, then the audience doesn't, A, they don't want to come because they either feel like it's rigged or they're not just like, why yeah. am I going to waste my time and my money going? Yeah. Like, and like, it's not a, f- like, even when Bianca Del Rio was on Drag Race, like everyone kind of knew that it was Bianca's thing to lose, but Bianca didn't win every week because yeah. that's not fun to watch. Like, you got to have some kind of yeah. drama for, and, and worry about because yeah this so but at least the stress and the crying showed that you gave a fuck about it yeah and that's that's the thing is that like i don't really ever do anything half assed like i try to be that's what she said just kidding. yeah <laughs> that's just, i just i just try to do as best as i can at all times and like especially with something like theater you're on such a like theater and drag you're on such a big stage and you're in front of people and so like the option like failure is not an option right, right, and right. like embarrassing yourself is not an option. So right. like, and it's not like, well, I'm wasted in a bar. Who cares? Yeah. So for Speaking me, of which, I'm going to get some more wine. BRB. Woo! And we're back. Uh, that Molly I put in my butt is just <laughs> kicking in now. The, the Molly break slash wine uh, refill break. Uh, we're both enjoying what we call the Judy. That's a glass of wine with one ice cube in mm-hmm. it because it can never be too cold for Judy Myers gave her. So, Anywho, yes. So, uh, what were some of your other favorite ensembles that you wore uh, throughout the cycle? Um, I would probably say I think my finale runway was really cool. That was the pyramid, right? That was the uh, triangle. The triangle dress that took so long. I had like a sweatshop of people. Is like, there a photo of that on your Instagram for people to go look at? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what was that made out of? It was all paper. Everything. The whole outfit was made. So out are of these paper. like ridiculous outfits? Do you like once did you once they're worn? Do you dispose of them? Like, are you able to keep them around? Yeah, so I How think, do you store shit like that? Uh, honey, 
I should be on an episode of Hoarders. And I'm like. saying that as someone who has 42 wig heads oh. currently looking at yes. us and a storage <laughs> unit with like a Bill Cosby mannequin. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, and, yeah. my room is, so that dress specifically, I did not keep. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept the head piece and I kept one panel of the triangles just for, in case I wanted to make like a hat or something out of it. Mm, and sentimental um, value. You know, mm. yeah, and sentimental value. Um, but my room is like filled like, Tupperware bins everywhere stacked to the ceiling. Like, I have a little pathway. Do you live alone or do you have roommates? I have roommates, oh. yeah. I have two roommates, but all my stuff is conv- confined into my room. And then, like, I took over the kitchen table as, like, a sewing station. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, so, I store most of that. Um, but that particular outfit, no, I did not keep because it was just so bulky. Um, I'm trying to think what other really. Nice. Was there any time that you were in the bottom? Nope. I was um, I was in the top or one every single week except Disney week. I was safe. Um, what did you do for Disney week? I was Maleficent. Oh, that's right. That's, um, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. With the fucking with the the party the hats. Birthday hats. The party hats on the, on the Oh horns. my god, that was so good. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was in tech that week, and I was I was in tech twelve hours every single day that yeah. week, and so like. I, going into that week, I was very, like... That was so fucking funny, though. And yeah. I love that you did old-school Maleficent, because if I see one more drag queen try to half-ass an Angelina Jolie, I know yeah. you I walk with you once and kind of dream shit. I'm just like... Oh. Yeah. So, that week I went into the... I, like, I, I tried. I did a lot. Oh, that week, I think that was one of my other really good looks, was um, my Minnie Mouse. It was the Minnie Mouse couture where I um, was in all black and white, and I was cinched down to, like, 10 uh, inches. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That was probably one of my that other really good. good looks. That was good. Um, yeah, it's so bad. Like, the earlier cycles of Drag Wars, I can pin out, like, boom, 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 but they all tend to start to mm-hmm. run together after a while, especially when you're sitting next to Brooklyn Ford for six cycles, and all she does is want to buy you shots because she thinks it's oh, funny yeah. to get you drunk. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I digress. Um, so... You ended up winning. I did. You went on to win. I did. No offense, but you wore possibly the worst wig I've ever seen in my entire life. Excuse <laughs> me, man. That wig that has a wig, lot of history. That I, I, and it looked like it had Let's a lot explain. of history. It <laughs> looked like you had found it underneath of a, of a, of a bench upstairs at, oh, yeah. at Voyeurman. Like, oh, I shit, mean, I'll wear this. <laughs> you were like, so. The fuck is this? All of a sudden, you'd been like this immaculately styled drag queen, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're wearing like a generic dress and this gigantic blonde. And it's generic. Again. Well, well actually, actually, a thing about that dress. So, that dress that I wore was the finale dress um, for Georgia McBride, which is the show that inspired my drag. Oh, so okay. I wore that gown. Well, I stand corrected. Uh, and that gown cost like three thousand dollars. I'll have you know. But <laughs> well, I hope you uh, kept the receipts. God, I know. <laughs> I didn't. Do it. I got it for free. So, yeah. um, but um, so that was like a full circle moment of like I was wearing this dress. This was like the dress that inspired right. me to do drag. Um, gotcha. But the wig. The wig, but, again, look on uh, look, look on Instagram. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's something. It's full of secrets. Um, but it's it was, full of jizz, probably. Oh, yeah. And I would say probably a couple of rat's nests. But anyway. So I think an, uh, Ebola Dix, my drag mother, wore it for her finale. I think she wore it for her finale. She wore recycle. dark hair for the final lip sync. She wore dark hair. I don't know. She may I think have worn she wore, it. I think, she, I think she told me she wore that for the 
finale at some point. Oh, I don't remember. Um, but it was Vincel's wig, and then before Vincel, it was Mimi's wig. So okay. there's a long lineage behind it's, it. But <laughs> you're just like you have I, like this like <laughs> streamlined, sleek like, and all of a sudden it's like. Who, yeah. who let, like, Alyssa Edwards on crack <laughs> on stage? <laughs> I, I got to the finale, and, like, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that whole week. Um, but when we got to the finale, I realized, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have, like, a wig. Um, and so I was like, Vincel, I need a wig. And and that's, like, the day I found out that Vincel lived, like, three blocks from me. So this whole competition, yeah. like, I didn't realize my mentor lived, like, three blocks from yeah. me. So I was like, hey, whatever. Guess you were close with your mentor yeah. then, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, clink. Oh, oh. Ding. Um, oh, but no, that, that week of Drag Wars, um, that f- the finale week, that was the like most stressed I've ever been because we had the makeover challenge on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Your semifinals were Wednesday and then your finals were Saturday, right? And for some reason, I was like, I can do Bitch Fest on Friday. So like, Oh, that's right. That's right. So that week I had the finale, which was the makeover challenge. Bitch fest and, and I had you for a cosplay bitch fest, right? So yes. I needed I needed like specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it. So it was um, it was a very stressful week, and I was like so on edge, and I think that's why I like really brought it to the finale because I was like, God damn it, I cannot lose this after right, like this right, week. Right, right, like right, right, right. I was just on fire. I was like, I gotta do it. Yeah. Well, rightfully so. deserved. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Even though I it was not my man, you were not on my team, but. You did very, very well. Well, thank you. And uh, so what's what's next on her plate? What's coming up? So the big thing I'm doing right now is um, I'm in a new musical. Yes. A I new drag musical yes. called Basic Witches. Um, it's by my friend Robbie Hager and John Tracy Egan. Um, He's and, done a lot of stuff on Broadway. Yes. John Tracy Egan. And uh, Robbie has been on Broadway oh, okay. a couple of times. Um so we uh, we workshopped this show uh, for those of you who are just who don't know about it. Um, it's this uh, musical I'm doing. We treat everything <laughs> like here like, like like no one has any yes, idea what we're talking exactly. about. Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a new drag musical. It's um, performed by mainly drag queens and um, non-binary actors, and um, so it's this new musical, and it's about these four uh, witches, these four famous witches that are competing for the supreme crown of Halloween Hills. So it's very much musical theater meets like RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. meets um, like America's Next Top Model, mm-hmm. um, and all sorts of reality competitions. Um, so I'm in it, Cleo Thatcher's in it, um, Eric Jaffe plays the host. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some other brilliant actors in it. Um, so we started... Um, and whom do you play? I play Westonia, who is the um, basically the alphabet character. She's the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. The Wicked Witch of the West End, actually. She's a British theater, okay. British theater nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cleo plays like an Ursula. Yeah, she plays Oceana, of. who is... Because you can't use... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Copyright copy characters. So, um, so we did, we did a, um, a workshop of it in early June. Um, and at that point, Oceana was played by Pissy Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did... Previous Drag Wars winner, Pissy Miles. Previous Drag Wars winner. Um, so we did, just last week, we did three performances for the Fringe Fest. Um, and we just had a production. Are these fully staged productions or they're just readings? So the first one was like a, a stage reading. We were at music stands. Um, the second one was we were still reading off the script, but it was like more staged and mm-hmm. we were, we had blocking and all that sort of thing. Um, and then 
we had a performance last night at the uh, Delaware Theater Company. Um, and then in October, we're going to be at the Arden, mm -hmm. uh, and we run for two weekends, and that's a full-scale production with oh, wow. lights, set, costumes, oh, awesome. um, everything like that. So if you are listening to this podcast, you should check it out. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Basic Witches Musical on what Instagram. What are the dates in October? Uh, I forget the actual dates, but I think it's the last two weekends of um, okay. October. Tickets just went on sale, so if you go well, don't on go the, to that because I have Hocus Pocus. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> Hocus Pocus is We're doing cross-promotion here. Yeah. Um, so that's the big thing I have on my plate right now is uh, we're starting rehearsals again um, mm -hmm. in like a week or two, and then we have tech, and then we have the show. So Perfect. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really interesting because... Um, Having worked in theater for 20 years and having done drag for six months, um, it's really nice to work on this project with a whole bunch of people that I love and respect and to like blend the two worlds together. Right, start to blend them, yeah. Um, because there's, there's, in Philly, there's like two distinct spheres of drag. There's like a very distinct theater s sphere and then there's a mm -hmm. club sphere. And they don't cross over too, too much. And I right. think that's what this show is... What we're trying to accomplish is we're trying to blend right. the two right. the two things together. So, right. Awesome. Yeah. So before we move on to our 20 questions mm. portion of the, the show and kind of tend to wind things up, um, when you I want to talk about something that you mentioned oh God. when you arrived, oh, which yes. was I had um, chopped on uh, Food Network and Martha Stewart happened to be one of uh, yes. the guest judges. And you were like, I once told Martha Stewart to get the fuck out of my way at QVC. And I was like, yeah. what? So uh, let's tell that story, shall yeah. we? Because <laughs> that's, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so um, I work at QVC seasonally. Um, Have you ever met Lisa Renna? Uh, no, but I did run into like Joan Rivers once before okay. she died. Oh, well, I would hope it wouldn't be recently <laughs> unless she's haunting Actually, the place. Yeah, no, her dead corpse was just like laying <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> she still haunts the place, hawking cheap jewelry. Yeah. Uh, no, she would steal a lot of things. I will just tell you that. That's the tea. She um, would steal? Wait, what? She would, she would steal, like, the things that she, like, was modeling or selling. She would, like, steal it. But, yeah. But it was hers to steal. I mean, technically. Well, te uh, technically, no. But, yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, con continuing. Um, okay. So I work at QVC seasonally. Um, I work every spring. And I work for a company called Cottage Farms. And we sell plants, um, you know, as you do on QVC. Because they sell everything. So, um, like potted, like topiaries like, and stuff, or just like, like, like sun patients, peat trees, okay. like sedum, like, you know, the huge. So, um, <laughs> the huge. Um, so working there, I work all sorts of weird hours and we have, and what it's, do all, you it's do? all live. Um, so I'm basically like a fluffer slash crew member. So I basically get all the plants ready for, okay. For TV, so like we water them, we maintain them, we wire on a bunch of fake flowers to make them like pretty for pretty for television. Pretty for television, and then during the actual live show, I act as a run crew member where we uh, strike, we set up like the display, and then when they pan the camera over, then we strike that to and set up the next one. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like a constant like go 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 go. Uh, but there's a lot of like celebrities that wander in and out of there. Um, and so this one time I was like, we were just about to go on air. I was like rushing to get this plant, um, onto the set and I'm like trying to go up this alleyway and like, there's this 
blonde bitch in front of me with all these people. And I was like, God damn it, what are these fucking people doing in my way? And I was like, I need to get this on set because like we're about to go on air in 30 seconds. And so I almost was like, bitch, you need to get out of my way. And then she turned around and it was Martha Stewart. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. you're like, oh my God, oh my God, Martha, Martha, I love you. <laughs> and then she like, she basically like fingered the plant that I had and she's like, oh, this is a really nice plant. And I was like, uh, 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 uh-huh. get, get, get the fuck away. I got and, and then she moved and I like ran to the stage. And then throughout the season, um, we were on the same set, like probably three or four times that season. And like every time she would just like appear behind me and I would get startled every time <laughs> she did it. I was like, oh. but, um, because she was a convicted felon. Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever been starstruck by two people and, and it was who are they? Martha Stewart and Phil the future from Disney channel. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and suddenly she just realized, made me realize how much younger she is. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's like it's a it's a really really interesting place to work at because it's like live TV and like QVC is an is a national um, yeah it's a national program and it films in Westchester so it's like it's just really it's really interesting and it attracts a lot of really cool people and really cool celebrities and so like I've been fortunate to run into a lot of yeah. interesting people. Oh, and, awesome! Yeah. Um. So let's play 20 questions, uh, which always ends up being like four or five. Okay. But what it. is your favorite drag memory? My favorite drag memory? I mean, obviously winning $1,000 is high on the list. Yes. Um, well. My favorite drag memory. It could be a number, a performance. I think, it, I, think it, I think it would go back to the first time I won. It was like, because up until that point, I, had, I was convinced I would not even get picked for a team. I thought I was going to, like, get eliminated. And so the first time I won, it was, like... And that was the balloons number, It was right? the balloons number. So it was, yeah. like, that was validating. Awesome. Um, and then I would also say the finale. It was just, like, such a great experience. And, like, I did really good work that, that finale. And you also, and the finale, you had to do the runway a solo performance and then a group performance? Yes. Yep. And what was your group performance? The group one I did... Um, uh, my strongest suit from Avita. Oh, uh, or uh, from, Aida. I was say from Avita. 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 No. Aida. Aida. Um, and I did like ten costume and you changes. Did it well, because we were all I, not to not to talk ill of anyone else. I won't say her name, but we had seen that done previously at another finale where it was not done well. <laughs> so we were like, oh, good. So the music started. We were like, oh God, here we go. I mean, that's no. my drag thing. Is like it did go well. You know. Yeah. If you're going to do something that other queens have done, just do it better. Yeah. True. So. So conversely, um, what's your least favorite or most embarrassing drag memory? Oh, God. Um, I mean, aside just from, like, numbers that have, like, gone over, like, a lead balloon, I would say, like... I don't, honestly, like, Disney Week, I was embarrassed because I just did not put out... You were prepared. Yeah, I was unprepared, and it was, like, work that I but was not so, proud if that's of. So, if that's your worst, then, then you're fucking lucky. Yeah. Like, give it some time, bitch. Yeah. Fall on stage, do something that really bombs. I'm, like, I'm <clears> trying <throat> to think if I did anything really terrible. I don't, you know, I don't think so. I don't think I ever did anything that was, like, super embarrassing, but to me, I was like, oh, fuck, you're terrible. Like, what'd you do? <laughs> um, I love that you're whispering on an all-audio-based podcast. Oh, yes. Um... <laughs> 
So I'm sure my worst memory will come up soon. Um, mm, give it time. Yeah. But my voodoo doll will uh, do its work. Um, I did want to say, and I, I thought Ow, you might you just say it me. as your favorite, one of your favorite, my, my favorite number oh. that I think I've seen you do was recently, and you had done it for my bitch fest, and then you oh, kind yes. of did. I glowed it up a you lot. Did, you did. You made it a lot better. You have a, uh, the count from yeah. uh, Sesame Street number that she did for the final um, drag arena at Eye Candy that is like I have said this before on a bunch of times at the podcast and at Drag Wars all the time. Like my favorite thing ever is when I see someone who is smart and fucking stupid at the same time. And that's like this bitch. She dresses as the Count. Starts off with a song uh, that is fr- that original from song Sesame is from Street, Street that you yeah. make a little bit dirty. But then it goes into "It's Not Right, But It's Okay" by Whitney Houston, and it has like giant like. Foam numbers. Yeah, it's like four of you went out to eat. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. You can find it on my Facebook page. Yes, and there's so many times I'm just like, oh my god, I wish I would have thought of that because it was so stupid and so funny. I think that's one of my favorite numbers, and I I did it for Bitch Fest. Um, I like slapped it together because again, it was like I there's three big things, and then um, I just like I was like. I want to do this again. So I did it for the yeah, finale of drag arena and I gloated sick. up a lot. Yeah. I got rid of the stupid. And you fucking were in the tappy. top. You were technically in the top two, even though there was someone else there that should. Oh have yeah. Been, but that's okay. We won't talk that's about fine. her either. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but Whatever. no, I just wanted to point that out. Cause that is a fucking, that's a fucking brilliant number. Well, thank you. And you have that six fucking months in. Go kill yourself. Anyways, so um, what are your pet peeves, either uh, for performers or audience members or something that drives you crazy as a, as a I guess man for, in a wig? Yeah, I guess for audience members, it's like, one, it's like, I appreciate tips, but let me blow my load first. Like, don't just give me a dollar right at the beginning of the performance like i will never turn down money but still it's like you you know you want to build to it like right. um also don't touch me unless I, <laughs> <laughs> unless i say you can yeah. touch me yeah. um i've learned to build like like i'm gonna give you two minutes of solid i'm doing my fucking thing and then i'll put in a minute of time to walk through the crowd and exactly so like just take your time like you don't need to throw a dollar at them right away like Drag queens, they need honestly. They need to earn the dollar. Yeah, like yeah. it should not be a, a it should not be a given. Right. Like you need to work for it, and mm-hmm. um, so that's what I would say to the audience members. As for the drag queens, it kind of goes in that same vein. It's like I don't know. Like I'm not saying I'm great and I'm awesome and blah blah blah. But it's also like I don't. Well, like neither to be, are we. But yeah, it's okay. God, I know. Um, <laughs> but it's also like. When queens just do the bare minimum and expect to be, you know, I'm just going to wear a one-piece bathing suit and, like, a poofy wig and just, like, do a RuPaul song and expect to, like, Mm -hmm. get tipped. It's like, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm not saying it's not entertaining, but it's not, like... But I I think that's, too, like, I'm going to talk about this in the beginning of when I do my intro and outro, but, like... I'm going to start doing segments of this podcast. They're not just interviews, but like kind mm. of like round table discussions. And one of them is going to be like the drag race effect. And as like someone who hosts an amateur drag night, so much of what we see now is just like, I can do 42 death drops and jump splits. Yeah, exactly. I'm in a, I'm in a leotard that I bought from Amazon or easy pickings. 
Yeah. And I'm going to do Call Me Mother or American or, yeah. or uh, what's the one? A Kitty Girl. And it's just like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's great that like Drag Race has taken us to a point where we've elevated drag a, l- like, right. a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just want, I want to see people challenge themselves. And I feel like a lot of times people don't challenge themselves and they do what's yeah. easy. And, um, so I would just say that's like a challenge I definitely give to myself and to other queens is just like challenge yourself, do something crazy, do something weird, do something, oh. you know, and you might fall flat on your face, but at least you tried and you right. did something. Right. Well, my next question was going to be, what advice do you have? But that's actually good advice. So there you go. So I would say that like, that's partially advice is, um, you know, don't be basic and try new things and try to you're be. Basic, you're basic, you're basic, basic, you're basic, you're basic. Um, but like speaking from like a drag wars perspective, because like drag wars has been the majority of my drag career, my experience so far is that like, you need to just have like, um, you need to have an attitude that like, you don't know everything and you don't have everything. Right. And you just have to... You're not going to learn if you don't allow yourself the opportunity to learn. Exactly. And it's like, um... You know, because there were even people in our cycle that, like, in my cycle that were... Keep talking. I'm listening. I'm turning my air conditioning back on. Oh, yes. Please. Um, there were people in my cycle that, like, they were thought they thought they were the hottest shit and, you know, they were like, I'm coming for you and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, you have to realize that it's like, it's... Right. Um... You know, you don't, you have a lot to learn. And everyone in our cycle was still pretty young. Right. It was a very young cycle. It, we were a young cycle. And it's like, no, you have to learn that you don't know any, like, you don't know everything. Right. And, like, you have to just, like, you have to be open to critiques. You have to be open yep. to yep. Uh, learning. And, like, a lot of people were defensive about critiques and or stuff Or felt like, like they didn't need any type of criticism. Exactly. Which is like, bitch, why are you here? Exactly. Even even the t- even the weeks that I won, I was like, well, I was at least self-aware enough to be like, I could have done this better, this better, this better. You have to be able to, one, take critiques, but also look within yourself to say, like, right. this is what can be better. This is what right. can be improved. Right. So I would just say, always be on your toes. Never rest on your laurels. Yeah. And just, you know, like, try things. Perfect. So. And finally, oh, yes. what is your favorite thing about me? I mean, honestly, I appreciate... Um, let me take a sip of wine. I'm a little <laughs> bit tipsy. This but is the whatever. part where I force my guests to say something nice about me. No, honestly, Bev is unabashedly honest, and I appreciate that. That's true. Because there are um, a lot of people who will just, like, pretend to be nice and pretend to be, you know, whatever... And I just really appreciate people who are bluntly honest and okay. will say, like, this is what this is what it is. This is what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that because, like, I don't I don't ever want to be, like, fluffed up and, right. you know, be, like, bolstered up and have, like, this false thing. I want somebody to tell me how it is and say, like, 
this is what was great about you. This is what needs to be improved. Mm. And like you do that. And well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. And, yeah. So um, I normally would wind down here, but since I was going to talk about this in my like little intro outro part of the podcast, but since you're here and we'd already talked about <laughs> yes. um, drag and theater and everything, we'll talk about it with you. <laughs> so I had the opportunity. I was just in London last week, which is why. And again, I'll talk about this in the intro. Woo! Or I will have talked about this in the intro, which is why it's been a little bit of a hiatus between last episode and this episode, but I was traveling. And um, while in London, I got a chance to see Little Shop of Horrors on the West End so. with Vicky Vox. It was an entirely British cast of the Woo. musical Little Shop of Horrors, except for American drag queen Vicky Vox, which if you don't know who she is, shame on you. But she um, is Detox's drag daughter. Mm-hmm. She's formerly of DWV. And she played... Audrey too. Mm-hmm. And I can't even tell you, she, first of all, she walked away with the entire fucking production, but like the act, the, the entire, like, I want to talk to you because, and I'm yes. gesturing with my hands a lot and this is an audio podcast, but whatever. <laughs> so, um, if you're not familiar with the musical, stop now and like Google it, bitch. But it was in this open air outdoor amphitheater in a park in London. It was called the open air theater. And, it was an entirely black and white stage when you went in. It looked like kind of like a drive-in movie set in like the rubble of like a destroyed city. Amazing. And um, everyone was basically in like muted colors. The urchins were kind of like little pops of color. But as Audrey too kind of was presented and grew, there were like more and more pops of color that were presented. But it was interesting because the there were no actual there was no greenery in the show itself, like all of the potted plants were like a spatula, uh, um, a whisk, interesting, a vibrator, like a like yeah like As a pasta thing like green but in a pot, and then baby Audrey too the plant was like almost like a Nerf dart kind of a thing. Okay. And the puppet originally like talked it looked like a Venus flytrap, and then when it gets to the point where. Audrey beca- uh, gets to the point where Audrey sings, uh, feed me, the, the plant, the shop, the mushnik shop kind of opened, it had been like this like cube on the center mm-hmm. of the stage and it split open and there was a big neon colored, for lack of a better term, kaleidoscope with a v- Venus flytrap in the beginning, Amazing. in the middle of it, that kind of started talking puppetry. And at one point, it just kind of, like, fell out into Seymour's hands, and he was like, what? And then the kaleidoscope, like, bloomed out into this big thing, and Vicky Vox walked through yes. in this giant, yes. like, she had this giant technical, like, neon wig, this leotard with, like, epaulets and everything, and sang with like a, a handheld microphone, feed me. Oh my God. And then she was just kind of like omnipresent throughout. And like, as she got bigger, her costumes, like they just kind of like added more to her costume. It was that is amazing. un-fucking-believable. And like with Little Shop, that show, it's like once you get to the big plant, it's just like that is a giant yep. foam puppet on stage. And what do you do with that? But like, oh my God, it was, I hope they record it because A, her voice is fantastic mm-hmm. and she walks away with the production. But it was just like, just to see like drag appreciated in that, like tech, on the West End, like the yes. British people, like I spent a week being the stupid American in, in London and trying not to mm-hmm. like embarrass myself. <laughs> and just the fact that like they had this American drag queen who's big and colorful and like brat. Oh my God, it was so uh, fucking Good. It's amazing. It was so good. 
I need to find an excuse to wear my Audrey 2 outfit for... That was, that was, going back to the previous question, that was one of my other favorite outfits I ever did was my Little Shop of Horrors for Broadway Week. Oh, when you had, like, the green... I had the, I had the, the cool, gr- like, vibe yes. piece. And that's that also on my Instagram. Yes. Um, that was a great number. That was so much fun. That was good. That did was you, so what much did you, fun. Did you do Mean Green Mother, or did you do... Did you I do? did, I did... Um, Little Shop of Horrors, and then I went into Feed Me, and then we ended with um, Suddenly Seymour. Okay. Um, and I had Ebola was in that number. My friend Danny was in that number. Um, I do remember that now. My friend Eddie was in that number. Um, I forgot about that. That yeah. was that was one of. But it was really, was it was really cool. That was it was nice look. to see like drag like like elevated to that kind of level and appreciate oh my god it was so good i live for that i live for really and she walked up way with the production like she was hands down the best part of that production so yeah anywho Anywho. so anyway i was gonna talk about that in the beginning but we talked about it now so you're fucking welcome anything else you'd like to say my dear um you said your instagram yeah you can catch uh you're starting to do brunches now at the punchline i'm starting brunch at the punchline um so i'm doing that and go see basic witches in october yes um follow us on instagram basic witches musical um so i'm just doing that yeah perfect and i i've had a lot of wine so (laughs) (laughs) bitch you've had two glasses shut the fuck up i didn't eat all day so well um, well, that makes one of us all right bye. bye Yes, that was our interview with Miscellaneous. Go ahead and follow her on all of her social media that she gave you. Follow her show, Basic Witches. And follow me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch. Like Britney, but older. Yes, that's I-T-S-B-E-V-B-I-T-C-H on Instagram. I am Bev Philly Drag on Venmo. If you want to shoot a little tip into my digital tip jar, I will give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Find me on Facebook at Drew Bev Gaver. Thank you so much for listening, for following me through this fabulous journey. So I did say that I was going to be making an announcement. So I am going to be kind of diversifying the uh, programming that I have for the podcast. I'm going to be starting. I used to do uh, at Tavern a little series called Education where I would screen movies and uh, kind of educate people that may have not seen some of what I consider the gay classics, either gay movies or movies that have been embraced by the gays for their camp factor, for their strong female leads, uh, the LGBT community representation. And I want to kind of translate that more to us talking about that on a digital medium. So I will be doing upcoming episodes of this where I call it Queens of the Round Table, a roundtable discussion with some of my favorite Philly queens that have been on in previous episodes talking about different uh, topics, the drag race effect on the drag community, talking about our favorite drag movies, maybe issues that are affecting the LGBT and drag community. So stay tuned for that in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much, and I will see you next episode. Bye.